You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Everybody, welcome back to the Not So Newlywed Podcast. I am one half of your co-host, Candice. And you know you can find me on all social media at Not So Newlywed PC. Please remember that I'm the only person tweeting from that account because um, I've had women like DM me like, uh, do Candice know that you uh, said I was beautiful? And I'm like, it's Candice. <laughs> 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 it's Candace. It's not Mike. Mike does not tweet from any of the not so newlywed accounts. Uh, he barely tweet from his own account. So it's me. Okay. He's not cheating. He's not creeping and sneaking and being weird. <laughs> it, it's it's the woman half of the situation. And you the creep. Oh. Well. In what world can you not say somebody is beautiful? Come on, now. Listen, we you know how they get on social media always looking for a scandal. I'll be like, uh, uh, uh. It's just me. I'm going to say, bitch, you cute. Just take the compliment and roll Just on. Just take the compliment. <laughs> so if y'all can't tell, we have a special guest. Uh, we have Beanie from Twitter. You know her as T-Beanie. Uh, and Mike is here, like I said. He's here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so we, if you guys have been listening, we started this Let's Talk About Sex series where we just explored different topics of sex within long-term relationships and marriages. And as we told you, we were going to try to find a guest that has personal experience in polyamorous relationships. Um, not just the sexual aspect, but the actual romance and partnered aspect of it. And she was gracious enough to come on after she's worked today. So, everybody, this is Beanie. What's up, what's up? And so, uh, we're not gonna, we're gonna jump right into it. Um, because we want to get, uh, we want to get to know you. And we sent you some questions prior to the show. Um, and so, very thorough questions, actually. Good job. <laughs> thank you. We've, I, we've, I've been digging it in, into this for a while and kind of, you know, fishing around, seeing if I could find, you know, find a good guest. I, because, like I said, I don't have a problem with the sexual aspect of the poly world. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that's the main component to it right. is that you are just interested in having sexual relationships and nothing more, which is mm-hmm. what I came across in a lot of the people that I was talking to great people. I definitely right. appreciate their aspect on opening up their, their love life and their sex life and their relationships. Um, but I wanted to explore the romantic or the relationship aspect of it. So sure, sure. Yes. Yeah, so the first question is, how did you decide that polyamorous relationships were for you? I don't know if I ever made a decision in the way a lot of people do. A lot of people come into polyamory where they're in a monogamous relationship and they decide sort of to open it up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I never have been in a strictly monogamous relationship. OK. Um even when I was in a quote unquote, what the world would think of as a monogamous relationship, we had things that we call like hall passes where <laughs> if you met somebody that you really thought was dope and really thought was cool, um, you know, you would have a conversation and you were free to sort of explore that if you wanted to. Um, so I always had the option. <clears throat> and for me, polyamory isn't always necessarily about doing it. It's about having the option to do it if you want to. 
Okay. Um, and I've always had that option. So, um, but when I met my now wife, um, I had another partner at the time. And it was just sort of like, I really like this person. Um, I think she's really dope. You know, I want to get to know her better. She was like, okay. And they kind of talked. Then they got along. And um, I just sort of went from there. But for me, I think because I didn't come from a um, sort of traditional heterosexual monogamous relationship to polyamory, it was a little bit easier of a transition because I was already living a sort of countercultural life, if you will. Okay. Um, so I didn't really sit down and say, okay, I want to be poly. I, I was more so, okay, I don't want to cut myself off of the option if it's someone I really think is dope and really think is cool, which for me, quite frankly, is rare, sort of narrowly attracted. Yeah. And so um, even though I had the option, I didn't exercise it for a bunch of years just because I didn't, you know, yeah. I didn't really see anybody I like like that. But when I did, um, and my wife was actually engaged at the time. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be like a premarital fling or, you know, like I don't know what this is going to be, but we'll see. Um, and then she just kind of told me, she was like, you know, I told him about you and I told him that, you know, I really wanted to get to know you better and have a relationship. And we sort of went from there. And it was long distance at first because I'm originally from Memphis and that's where I used to live. And um, it sort of it wasn't so much of a decision to enter a polyamorous relationship. More so a, I really dig this person and I want to get to know them. And by nature of getting to know them and start a relationship with them, then I was in a polyamorous relationship. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you've been married for how long now? Five years. Yay. I was at their wedding. Hey. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I met I met uh, her. Everybody knows Shanae. I met Shanae when I was. Yeah. It was like um, in February. She was getting married that May. So yeah, I was actually at the wedding and everything. So it was cool. Shanae is a beautiful person. She fine, ain't she? Yeah, she is, and she's she's very uh, to herself. You know, over yeah, the years and yeah, having interactions with her, she don't. Be in nobody's mess, nobody's business. That's how you gotta be nowadays. You but she will, she will check the shit out you about her wife. <laughs> I normally am more quiet than she is, and I'm always like, y'all don't. It ain't even about worried about me getting upset. You better hope Sinead don't see this shit. It's gonna go well. But yeah, so, <laughs> which leads us right into the next question. That so you and Sinead are married. Sinead is married to her husband. Her um, husband is my husband. Her husband is your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then she, as you, we were talking in the pregame, and she has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm, who is also my girlfriend. Who's also your girlfriend. Y'all living the life. To me. <laughs> <laughs> they all, here's the thing about those relationships. Like, for a lot of people, it's like they started dating a couple. Mm-hmm. I did not start dating a couple. I started dating my wife. And much later. After that, after we had our child, after everything, did I start dating my boyfriend? Okay. So he and I were, you know, we were in a V, right? So a V is when you are both dating the same person, but those two people aren't dating each other. So that's when we were for over a year. So it wasn't a situation where I was dating a couple. Um, But the other person, uh, my other girlfriend that I have now is, we did kind of start seeing them at the same time, but we're really big on kind of, you learn this over time 
about setting your own pace yeah. and not trying to, Keep even up. if you are interested, yeah, because the feelings, you know, your feelings are what they are, right? People are who they are. And if somebody's moving faster than you, your tendency is to think, oh, they don't really like me as much. Right. 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 And, and, and nobody's above that sort of pitfall, right? So when people are like, oh, you just have to know that everything is different. I mean, you get to that point, <laughs> right? But yeah. in the beginning, you feel your feelings about it, right? So yeah. um, you have to sort of learn to get to that point. And I'm much better about it now than I was when I first started, you know, um, dating multiple people. But everybody grows at their own pace. So I don't want people to think, oh, they all just start kind of dating people together. Because it didn't really work like that. Things happened at different times. Gotcha. Yeah, so... Daddy! Are there pros and cons to to the relationships? Yes. (laughs) 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 They are definitely... It's like like any other relationship times how many people you're dating, right? Yeah. So, um, I also have another person that I'm currently dating um, who's long distance. Okay. But we're really getting along and it's relatively new and we're really, you know, getting along well and then we're really close and so it just depends on how how you want to structure it. All right. So the biggest pros for me is that you sort of have and for me I think the biggest pro is in parenting. Mm. Right? Yeah. So you have a village. You have if somebody is out of town for work or if someone is sick. Or someone needs to work late, right? My son has four parents. Right. So, um, if somebody wants date night, that doesn't always mean calling a babysitter. Or yeah, that, if, that, it's as simple as calling up one of the other parents and saying, yeah. hey, we want to have and, a date night. Can, you know, you free? Right. And so, like, we have, we have a schedule. Time free is our best friend in the world. And so you kind of just schedule things. You put things on the time tree. Oh, does anybody have anything on Tuesday? No. Okay. Well, we, I want to, you know, take mission. They want to go to dinner. You know, is that cool? Yeah. Everybody, I'll get them. I got them. Don't worry about it. I'm on, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I found that to be the biggest pro just because it, you know, having four parents who love and care for your child is a great thing. The more people that love your kid, the better. Um, yeah. and so, and the other pro is just sometimes you don't, I'm a big believer of not making someone your everything. I think it's too much to I think it's too much to ask and I think it's unfair and I think most people just can't do it and why would you want them to do it, right? So, um if I'm having a really rough emotional day and I need extra attention, but that's also a day that Shanae worked 12 hours, she might not have a five, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's nothing for me to say. Call my girlfriend and said, I just need to come over there and be on the blanket. She'd be like, all right, baby, come on. You know, and it's not that kind of that if that one person can't do it, then you just don't get it. Right. Right. Um, and the cons are all oh, the damn talking. I don't lie. <laughs> it, is, it is so much processing. Right. And it's, and it's having the same conversation often multiple times and some days i just i literally say y'all i can't move my face to talk today i just (laughs) i'm talked out um and all of that processing can be very draining and that's one of the biggest cons and you go through the same emotions that you do when you're dating one person you just go through them multiple times so people always say i can't be poly because i get jealous i mean 
poly people get jealous all the time. It's not about the emotion. It's about how you handle the emotion, right? right. So if you get jealous about one partner, you're going to get jealous about all three or four. So, <laughs> so that's not yeah. the best feeling because, you know, whatever it may be. And thankfully, it doesn't usually happen all at the same time, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you're going through all of those emotions. And so the negative parts of a relationship, um, you just feel several times over. But for me, as long as the pros outweigh the cons, um, and they and, and, and that doesn't mean it has to be there all the time. Because some day at times you in a what I consider a valley, right? Everybody getting on your nerves, you getting on everybody's nerves. <laughs> you know, you just want you just want to be out of this thing. You just want to go home and get your mama bed taken out. Like you just don't want to deal with none of this shit. And and that time happens. And then sometimes you in a super lovey dovey mood, and everybody is wonderful, and this is so amazing. You're so glad you chose this life and all this kind of shit. So. Um, but I think the processing for me, the constant emotional processing, because people think of polyamory, like you said, is this kind of a sexual free-for-all. And I mean, you do have sex. You have sex with multiple people, so that's great. But um, I would say the processing of the emotions is the biggest part. And sometimes that is just straight up draining. Like, just hearing you say that, because I was just thinking, like, it seems like you gotta like do communication with everybody. Like you have to be a good communicator. Like, and oh my god, <laughs> it's, tough, it's tough to like just get to that level with just one person. Mm -hmm. So now, when there's you know multiple people who all communicate too, right? So and then you gotta learn the way they communicate, mm -hmm. and they have to learn the way you communicate, and learn the way the other you know partner communicates. It's I, I can see that being. It sounds terrible to me. Let me be honest. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's why it's a con. Like it's a con for real. That shit is annoying. Like it's, at some point, you tired of talking, and then yeah. you get, and then invariably, what happens is, for me, like because I have so many partners, right? Yeah. You think you told somebody something, and you didn't. Because <laughs> you told the other person, but not because you told. Right. Two, I told two, two people, but not the other two. Or the other one, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything about that. See, you don't tell me nothing. You're like, shit. I, I, I thought I did. You know, like, but that yeah. happens. They swear it down. You just like, I thought I told you that. And they will literally. That wasn't me. Damn. Mm. Okay. Well, let me tell you now, kind of thing. But then at that point, it's like you, you know, you have to share with me. You're just telling me now, you know. And so you have to deal with that because I, I'm bad about that swearing. I told somebody that I did not tell. So. <laughs> Which if and that's why I kind of feel a way about the misconceptions about polyamory, right? Because um, people feel like it's a cop out and it's a it's easier than monogamy, and I'm like, how? Yeah. How? Uh -huh. How I, I you have to make a conscious easy. decision to want to be with multiple people and not only be with them just sexually, but respect them, be there for them, like. It, yeah, because you don't get to emotionally check out. Like you don't right. get to be like, like you know if if my if my girlfriend is coming to me with an issue, I don't get I don't get to say, well, don't you got no. somebody else you can talk to today? Like, right, she's coming <laughs> right. With, I ain't married I, to you. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, I, I don't. You don't get to check out even when you right. want to, right? But what we do, what we try to do, right? And with any kind of situation, for you to act like it always happens is just a lot. But what we try to do <clears throat> is. Check in and say, okay, I'm having something going on. Are you in a headspace right now to talk about this? Or is it something that needs to wait? Right? Because if you've been at work all day and dealing with people who's stressing you out, 
you really don't want to come home and talk to your partner about this new person they're dating and they think they really like. And it's not even that you're upset about it. You're just tired, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to sort of kind of do those check-ins. And sometimes you, you remember, and sometimes you just come home on unload and then have to kind of like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I didn't even, you know, I didn't mean to dump on you or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was, listen, when I was dating, I had one partner for 10 years, and that was the only person I was dating, <clears throat> the only person I was with. And it was way easier. <laughs> way easier to deal with one person, to deal with multiple people. Um, because like you say, it's not just the communicating, learning how they communicate. One of my partners likes to know all kind of little details. Another partner just be like, just let me know when you're going to be home. Like they, it's, it's just different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And so mm-hmm. sometimes you communicate one way with one partner and realize, oh, they probably wanted a little more information. But, you know, you just have to, you have to learn how to do it. But like I said, the pros for me outweigh the cons. So. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it seems like it just knowing uh, what you've shared on social media over the years, it definitely seems like the pros outweigh the cons. Else you wouldn't be there, honestly. You didn't have to be there right. if it was, you know, if it was more cons than pros, which leads me to if somebody wants to explore the idea of a polyamorous relationship, what are some, like, what's a key step that they really need to take Daddy. so that they can not run into a lot of roadblocks. They need to be introspective because you have to ask yourself why you're doing it. Are you doing it because you're not happy in your current relationship? Then polyamory is that not the answer. Getting out of that relationship is the answer. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Because if you're not happy in a relationship, getting someone else is not going to make you happy in that relationship. It just means you got somebody else. And you're bringing all your shit to somebody else. Listen, I'm so, quiet just because that's <laughs> that's it. That's that's the yeah. one which people is people think like, oh, I'm having issues. Like, you know, it's kind of like how when uh, we all know people who tried to have a baby to save a relationship, and then yeah. the baby's four months old and they get divorced anyway because the baby's yeah. not gonna save the relationship. Right. Yeah, kind of how when people oh, like, okay, well, let's have a threesome, and then the, the yeah. threesome don't fix anything. It makes it makes it worse. It right. illuminates whatever problems you have. Yeah. So, if you have issues with communication, if you have issues with that person not listening to you, you feel like that person doesn't care about you being happy. Dating someone else is not going to make you make that person all of a sudden do those things. So, if you're worried about them not doing those things and they're not willing to do them, or you're not happy, then just get out of that. Yeah, poly, it's a poly relationships are are adding a stressor to your relationship. If your relationship is already bending, it's going to break. Ooh. Listen, you read these questions and you came. <laughs> it's true. I, I like it. Yeah, no, it absolutely, it makes absolute sense. And like I said, you don't think about these things. If you're not in a, in a poly poly relationship, right. you know, your mindset is different. Cause we've been mm-hmm. programmed to believe monogamy is the only way to, and I don't know why history has proven that is not how places things go. <laughs> I mean, we could we could watch Animal Planet and and know right. that that's not the truth. You know, right. I feel like humans like- are some of the only people who put all their eggs into the one person basket because <laughs> that's why we're so devastated kingdoms. when it goes bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, like I said, and- people think yeah, people think it's just the only way to be. 
Um, and I've thought and like there's that nothing before. wrong with it. That's, I want to say that because a lot of times poly people have this sort of arrogant stance that polyamory is sort of this elevated way of relating, right? And it ain't because yeah. <laughs> whack motherfuckers are in every type of relating, right? Just if you yeah, whack, yeah. whack doesn't matter what kind of way you date. Yeah. Um, but monogamy is how some people function, and that is how they are. It could be that they they like, look, my emotional bandwidth is this, and I don't have it to talk to two people all the time. Or three yeah. And for them, that works. But I don't. I think people should ask themselves: Is that something they want, or is that something they've been programmed to think is the only way or the right way? But for right. some people, they like. I have friends who like more power to you because I don't feel like talking to the husband I got. Like, you know, like yeah. <laughs> and and it's not. Uh, you know, it's not a judgment. It's just like that. I don't have all that all that talking that you have to do all the time and all that caring about a whole bunch of people. You know. Okay. Candace must have said that to you. <laughs> 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 no, and I, no, because I mean, because it's true. It it wasn't until I had a lot of preconceived notions about a long term marriage, um, a long term relationship in marriage, mm-hmm. until I got married. Because that's the way I was ultimately brought up. Even though I didn't see a lot of marriage, it has always been enforced. You know, don't go having no babies if you can't if he ain't gonna marry you. Why mm-hmm. should he buy the cow if he getting the milk for get free? The milk for free. And, and all, all that, that kind of stuff. And yeah. then it took me being in not so great relationships over the years to realize somebody's gonna treat you how they want to treat you regardless of how y'all are tied together. Yeah. It, it, if you may, you could get treated, women get treated as bad in marriages as they do in regular relationships. As Sometimes uh, women people who, take it for granted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and let's be honest just about like relationships in general. I mean, as far as, especially as far as like monogamy goes, like, I mean, we've gotten really, really, really bad information about relationships like majority of our lives. If you, right? if, yeah, and between the, the church none and of the our details parents. that would actually help us in a relationship do we actually get that information we have to learn as as we're in these relationships and mm-hmm. and continue to try to grow and and progress ourselves so right. i will say so because my parents had me kind of late right i was i was kind of a surprise baby my okay. parents are from an older generation and they're from a, my parents my, my mom passed away last year but my parents are they were not in the marriage for love generation mm-hmm. and so because they talked to us about marriage as a partnership, I didn't have these sort of um, rose-tinted, white picket fence, 2.3 kids notion of what marriage looked like. Right. Yeah. And so that helped me in a lot of ways. Um, I didn't. I didn't romanticize it. Like I have to find my prince charming, right? Because my mom used to before I came out. She used to talk to us about marriage, you know, and being a wife and all that kind of stuff. And then once I came out, she was like, okay, let me tell you how to be a good partner, <laughs> right? Because she was like, it's, it's not a different skill set per se, right? It's about being a good person and listening and, and being a good partner and things like that. And so because I didn't sort of have this romanticized idea of what marriage was, mm-hmm. I didn't hold it on this weird pedestal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I had a I I fought with myself for a long time between because the, my mom never got married and mm-hmm. after a certain point she was like I don't give a fuck about being married I for just want to be comfortable and be happy mm-hmm. and she like I'm retired I got my own pension what mm-hmm. really can somebody come in and do for me that I'm not able to do for myself right. so 
I, I struggled and she, and she was always like, you know, be strong, be a career woman, go after your dreams. And then you have other people around you like, that's cool. Yeah, you, you're an engineer. Nice. Great. But where your husband <laughs> at? Who you going to leave your legacy to? You need to have some kids. So I struggled with that for a very long time. Like doting wife career woman and then eventually i was like okay i'm just gonna find me somebody that loves the fact that i have a career and that i can be self-sufficient and i don't Mm -hmm. need to lean on them or like you said make them my everything yeah that's too much stress it was (laughs) too much stress it was you want people to love you authentically the way they love not because like they feel like if they don't you're gonna like be punitive towards them yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. within these like within within your relationship, um, to me, I feel like boundaries are important in any relationship. They are. Friendship, family, relationship, boundaries with your kids, boundaries with your coworkers, just boundaries in general, you, you need to have them. Um, but I feel like people, like I said, think that it's polyamory is a free for all, so you could just do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I it, I just feel like that has to be the absolute furthest thing from the truth. You can't just do what you want to do when I you are... I don't know a place in life that you get to just do what you want to do. I, yeah, I don't... You, I don't know why people think polyamory is that place. You don't get to do what you want to do at your job. You don't get yeah. to drive the way you want to drive. You stop at the red light. You try to yeah, follow yeah. the speed limit. I don't know why people think that because you said you're polyamorous, you get to have a free-for-all and you don't give a fuck about nobody's feelings but your own. Like, that's not how that works. That's not relating. That's just sort of being out in these streets, as I, they say. I think that sort of goes back to the, to like, rape apology and stuff like that. Like, where people think they could just do what they want to do, even if it violates other people. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, a, a huge problem with me with me too in all these situations is people don't want to adhere to consent and people don't like adhering to other people's boundaries especially if they hold power over them and in polyamory i don't even know if it's that i think people just don't want to answer to anyone else and they feel like they take it to the point where caring about someone else's feelings is control and it's not always control Right. But what I found in polyamory is you have people who do boundaries either one way too far or one way to other. Right. So you have people who want to do any and everything. They don't want to answer. They want to be free to be assholes and have no kind of, you know, response to that. No kind of repercussions. Mm. Or you have people who, what I personally believe, use boundaries as a way to be emotionally closed. Mm-hmm. Right? So I always tell people you want emotional gates, not emotional walls. Because with a gate, you can let the good shit in, right? You can open it, you can close it. But if you got a wall, nothing get in. Mm. You just in you just in protection mode. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times what people say is, you know, you have you have a right to put boundaries wherever you want to put it. You absolutely do. I also don't want to hear about why are you miserable and can't find nobody? <laughs> like dead ass. Like you, you can put up whatever boundaries you want to put up. You can put up the walls of Jericho around your heart if you want to, mm-hmm. but nobody's gonna get in there. Yes. So and even I think boundaries people, have consequences. Even boundaries have consequences, and and yeah. and it's nobody is saying let people do whatever, right? And I will admit, this is my sort of my slant and my bias. I'm more emotionally fearless than most. 
because I know that no matter how bad I'm emotionally hurt, I always got somebody and that person is me. And so I will get over it. So I'm willing to to put myself out there in ways that other people aren't. And I know that. But I also know that you can't be so scared of being hurt that you wall yourself off from the good stuff because you're not hurt, but you're not happy either. Yeah. Yeah, so what a, do you want to be? But then it's people who just want to do anything and everything. And you know, you're just like, that's not how it works either. You got to have boundaries. And boundaries are whatever the two or three or four or 17 people, whatever y'all agree upon. Right? And when I say y'all, that doesn't necessarily mean that <clears throat> you have to all sit down, all of y'all, and talk about, you know, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Uh, and boundaries are things that can be negotiated. Somebody saying they have a boundary doesn't mean you go, okay, that's it. You may say, well, I appreciate that boundary, but that means I can't be in a relationship with you because I'm not willing to subject myself to that. Right. 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 And, and I think people don't want to lose a person. So they agree to shit they know they don't want to do. So, so if you so if you know you're, you got to, this is the biggest one and I can't stand it. So you have a lot of people who are in what, I call, what we call OPP relationships. Yeah, but you know what that is? It's yeah. a one. It's a one penis policy, right? So <laughs> you can date. You can date as many women as you want to, but your boyfriend or husband said he the only man that can be in your life. Hmm. Fuck out of here! I wish somebody I would tell me that, and I don't I even rock a man this, like that. But I if you tell me lot. that, you say it a lot. All I need is my king and all this kind of stuff, right? And so I'm just like. It's one thing for you to say, I don't want to date another guy currently, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if you say, if you don't have the option, if you meet another guy and you say, well, I like him. He's nice. We get along. But, I mean, my husband said I can't date you. That's not something. If I know a woman says, like, even if as a woman, if I'm dating a woman, because I exclusively pretty much date women. The boyfriend I got is the one I got. And that's pretty much it. And so... But I pretty much exclusively date women. If I even know a woman has that policy, even if that allows her to date me, it's not something I'm willing to be a part of. Yeah, because it's yeah. pretty much laced in homophobia. It <laughs> is. It's saying that relationships with men women don't count as much. Yeah, And so it's, I'm it's... not threatened by that. And I'm always like, you a fool if you're not threatened about your woman being taken by a woman. You a idiot. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. Ass- but you see it all the time. And so certain boundaries are in place and people want to date that person. So they agree to it. And then it's all kind of problems because that type of person doesn't really have but so much autonomy. Because if they can tell that person they can't date men, it's only so long before they can tell them they can't date you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's funny because we did an episode about myths regarding female sexuality and all this new research says that a lot of women want to date multiple men when they're married when they're single when they're in a relationship they want the opportunity to date other men they want to explore non-monogamy they don't want to just be tied to one man they have fantasies about having sex with other men they find other men attractive and all this other stuff so to try to close to to be in to how can i say this to condone certain aspects of uh non-heterosexuality and non-monogamy but not others in terms of 
you know, okay, yeah, you could date women. You could have sex with women, especially if I could watch, if I could join. Or I could be involved. She, yeah. I could be involved. She could date us as a couple. <laughs> um, but ain't no other dicks coming in here. Yeah. yeah. First like, of all, you don't have to have sex with another man for your woman to enjoy the company of another man, either romantically, sexually, you know, go out on dates or whatever. That doesn't mean y'all need to all get in the same bedroom and be fucking. Right. Mm-hmm. But a man would show be quick to ask his wife, his wife or girlfriend for that, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the. <laughs> sorry, I just it happens so often. But I will tell you this: polyamorous spaces, at least the ones I've been in a lot. If they see that, women will get that dude up out of there fast. Like, they be like, mm-mm, we ain't trying to hear that shit. Like, <laughs> you ain't going on somewhere else with that. We don't do that around here. Like, it happens a lot, but I found that it happens a lot with newer polyamorous people. And as yeah, okay. over time, um, the either the couple goes back to being monogamous because the woman is like, well, you know, if I can't date anybody, other men, he can't date other women, we just going to say forget it. Or they end up breaking up. Yeah. Because, Which is probably for the better. Which is yes. probably for yeah, because yo, if your man or hell, even your your wife, whoever it is, is using polyamory to basically get extra tail for themselves, but not for you. If it's not really about relating, you can be a swinger and do that. You don't have to say you polyamorous. If y'all just want to get it on with people, there's a thing for that. It's called swinging, and it's a perfectly yeah. viable option. Yeah, yeah. But, but you don't have to play with people's heart to try to get some extra tail. Just you yeah. know. I do agree <laughs> when you say like newer newer couples in, in polyamory versus couples who are have grounded their feet in it and they mm-hmm. they they have figured out what works for them. I definitely only see that dynamic with newer couples. Like I said, I was in a couple Facebook groups and you know, there was a newer couple and he was all on board with her being with other women. Mm-hmm. Um, when the conversation came up about adding um, a male partner and maybe turn it into a quad, he like flipped out. Yeah, Ain't gonna be happens. no other dicks in here. Ain't gonna be my only dick that matter. My dick the most what? important dick. And I'm like, is it? It ain't. That's why you all are worried about it. Do you matter the most? Because I don't think so. And that, and here's the thing: there are some cases where women really do just want to be polyamorous because they want to ex- be able to explore, you know, their sexuality in multiple ways, and they may not want to date other men. But my question is always: if you change their mind, is it possible? If you say, "Okay, right now I do just want to date women," but do you have the option to change your mind? Can you renegotiate that? Can you say, "Well, I know I was just dating women, but I met this guy that's really dope." And I want to go out without your partner flipping out. Right. And if that's the case, that's OPP. That's not your preference. Because mm-hmm. mm. it because gotcha. memory is about a lot of negotiating. It's a lot of negotiating about okay because when you when you're having sex with multiple people, you are opening your heart to multiple people. You know it can be perilous, right? And so, yeah. and things don't just affect you. You know, if you having a if you having a breakup with one partner, or if you having a fight with one partner, and you come home and you all broke down and crying, you know, that affects me too. If I'm up to five o'clock in the morning holding you because somebody acted stupid, <laughs> right? Right. So, right. so 
um, the notion that it's just sort of this free for all and the only person that matters is you is just ridiculous. But people try it. <laughs> they try it. But they, they will find very quickly that they want boundaries. Because what it is is a lot of times people want boundaries uh, for others but not for themselves. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so last question, then we'll just cover a couple couple key definitions because a lot of people mm-hmm. have a hard time differentiating between polyamory and swinging and uh, and then you know a lot of myths. Um, but what's what's a key piece of advice that you would give anybody about polyamory? Like I said earlier, ask yourself why you want to be able to date multiple people. If you like, because if you're not in a relationship, right? Yeah. I always tell people we're polyamorous until we quote unquote get in a relationship anyway. You're free to date who you want to date anyway. Yeah. True. Yeah. Until you have a conversation about exclusivity. So if what you're saying is, okay, I want to be polyamorous, <clears throat> why? Is it that you're in a relationship that's not working? But or is it that you say I just don't want to cut myself off from the option of dating someone that may be dope because that was that was the conclusion I came to that it's a whole bunch of people in this world and it just didn't feel weird it felt weird to me to say it's all these dope people in the world but I'm only allowed to be romantically entangled with one of them right yeah that that doesn't make sense like it didn't make sense to me so. For me, it was more so about that than a relationship, quote unquote, not working. So the biggest piece of advice I would tell them is to be introspective. Really ask yourself the tough questions, like for real. Don't don't try to pussyfoot around it. Don't just say, oh, I think it will look cool. Don't look at somebody else's relationship and say, well, they, they make it work and I can do that. You're not them, <laughs> right? And you don't even know what's going on, right? Because I'm the type of person... I'm generally, I will talk about things. I'm open. I'm open about what I want to be open about. Yeah. And that's it. And so I always tell people, please don't look at my Twitter and think that it's some type of like encyclopedic knowledge of polyamory. I'm telling you what I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you what applies to me, not what applies right. to exactly. every, every single person. Telling you what applies to me. And what, like I said, again, because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty private, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I don't, you know, if, if someone asks me a question, I feel like answering it, I will. But I'm not the type of person who does a lot of emoting on social media in general. And so yeah. you think, oh, they're so wonderful. But if me and me and my wife having a fight, I'm you not likely. About it. I'm not likely to get on social media. And people now they think that's being fake. But I feel like that's minding my damn business, right? Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> everything yeah. is not for public consumption. Sometimes no. when me and my wife are having a great day, I also don't talk about it, right? <laughs> like. Right. I talk about what I want to talk about. And so you have to really be, like I said, introspection, introspection, introspection. Really ask yourself why you want to be polyamorous. This is, like I said, assuming that you have decided to be monogamous and want to switch. And then if you haven't, if you're just dating and you want to be poly, um, know what that's, what that's going to mean. That's going to mean every time you talk to somebody, having to be honest about the fact you have no intention of only dating them. Hmm. And don't want the person so bad that you that agree to stuff lie. that yeah. you'll lie. That you'll yeah. agree to things you know you don't want to do. You know good and well that you have no intention of dating just that person. 
So when they start saying stuff like, what is, I, I tell people, I put that shit on Tinder. In a, I am polyamorous. Like, don't have any expectation <laughs> right. that I'm only going to be dating you. That doesn't mean I'm going to be mentally checked out. It doesn't mean I'm not going to give you attention. It doesn't mean I'm not going to try to foster a good relationship. That's what we get to. But I don't want you at all thinking that you're the only one. You got to be happy being special, not being solitary. Oh, okay. Hey, you got so, some kind of you got some bars on this, uh, this <laughs> bars. on this little run right here. Yeah, you got, <laughs> like you gotta uh, be happy, like because and I, I mean, here's the thing I tell people all the time: I wasn't good at this at first. This is like five, six years in. If you would have told me, talked to me in the beginning, this would have been a terrible interview, probably, right? <laughs> because, because I had to get to this point, and you get to this point through, you know. I tell people all the time, I go to therapy. I go and unload every three weeks. Let me tell you what happened, girl. This shit is terrible. Or whatever it may be. Right? Yeah. Because I'm also... But you can't dump on your partners all the time. They have a life. They have things they're going through. And that doesn't mean don't share with them. It just means don't burden them. You know? Yeah. And right. so, I, I go to therapy. I tell my therapist. She's like, girl, so what happened? You know, I got a black... My therapist is a black woman. So, what happened, yeah. girl? You know, because... And she reeled me. One time she told me I had Captain Saver Ho syndrome, but I couldn't do nothing but laugh because I do. Right? So, <laughs> you know, I have it bad. If it's somebody who's like a little broken and needs some help, I'm trying to help them. I, I'm just like that. But, um, but yeah, you have to really be introspective. You have to really, and I tell people, do like, you know how you sent me this thing with all this information and stuff like this. All this stuff I like, do your Google, right? Because yeah. it's a lot of terms and a lot of things you'll hear people talk about, especially when you get. Into Facebook and the polyamorous groups, people come in there asking the same questions over and over and over again. And the people in the community are tired of being the teacher. Yeah. And sometimes you don't get the best responses because nobody nobody's required to teach you anything. You can mm-hmm. Google is free. You know, you pay it with your internet service or your cell phone. <laughs> and yeah. so there are a lot of things that are basic premises and basic terms and things like that. That you can look up. So when you do go to these groups and try to make, you know, join a potentially join a community, you have a, a working knowledge of some things, right? Um, and so I would tell anybody to, you know, look up information, do some introspection, ask yourself why you, you know, why you think it's best to date more than one person. Ask yourself if you have the emotional bandwidth to do so. Yeah. Because what That's- nobody like you if you if you say, hey, I just think having sex with a lot of people is cool. That's fine. Don't be polyamorous, though. Don't be out here breaking people's heart because all you have the bandwidth for is is having sex. That's a that's a, that was a that's a really good point because just because you want to do something doesn't mean that you have the capacity. To, yeah. To, to follow poly, through with it. Polysaturation is a thing. It's a thing we call it polysaturation where you got too many goddamn partners. Like you just got too many people that you're trying to like be with emotionally, and you're not giving anybody what they need because you stretch too thin. Yeah, and so and people look. When I always tell people this, people like to feign. They always say stuff like, "I don't know what y'all talking about. I ain't got nobody." And they like to do that because they want to keep their inbox popping. They want to make sure that if somebody might like them, they still try to talk to them. Because sometimes people get intimidated when they see that a person has multiple partners and they feel like you know <clears throat> they got too many people. But if you know you stretch too thin, or if you know that when I come home from work most days, I just want to be silent for three hours, go to bed. Polyamory probably not for you. Mm-hmm. It's just probably not. Like no. because, like I said, it takes a lot of talking, and it's talking talking that you don't always feel like doing. 
but it's necessary if you want to have like my uh, girlfriend always said if you have want to have a loving relationship then <laughs> if you don't want to have a loving relationship <laughs> you don't have to necessarily do those things but if you want to have a loving relationship certain things have to take place so you have to do, like i said you have to do a lot of introspection i would advise them to you know look up polyamorous terms it's a, a book called more than two that a lot of people read that has you know a lot of the vocabulary and things like that and um you know put the amazon link to it in the show yeah. notes for everybody because that came up when i was doing my googles yeah yeah googles more than two is one of the things that comes up a lot and um and, and and just keep in mind, the more than two book is written by that particular person's perspective, right? So, like yeah. with anything, you take a, you know, you can take some generalized information from it, but everything does won't apply to your life, right? And it's, right. And it's white, and it's white people too, so you know, take that with grain of salt. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, they life just different than ours. Let's be real. Of written. course, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, they don't have, you know, we have the whole like you were talking about earlier, the whole church thing to contend with, and all the kind of other societal pressures we put on ourselves sometimes to to be perfect. So. Um, but yeah, so that that's a good book. But I do your googles, find out, you know, um, if because polyamory, I think people think polyamory is the overarching term, and it's not. No, Eth- I found that out in my googles. Yeah, I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm breaking it up. Ethical non-monogamy is the term. It's the overarching yeah. term. Yes. And ethical non-monogamy means that you you're choosing to date or partner or relate with multiple people. While being honest about doing so, yeah. So you're not yeah. lying to anyone, yeah, but that doesn't. I, that's not polyamory. Polyamory denotes specific romantic emotional relationships that you okay. may have with multiple people versus something like swinging, where it's um, just sexual based, or mm-hmm. an open relationship wherein you and your partner are the primary focus at all times, and but you open up to have sex. But you yeah, always right. come back together. And that primary relationship is what you're going to preserve at all costs. So those are all things that are in, you know, under the umbrella of ethical non-monogamy. And people often think polyamory is the big umbrella and it's not. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, it was, it was important. I feel like it's important you do your homework when you have a guest on. Because I didn't want you to come on the show feeling like you had to teach us. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I felt like that was really unfair, especially like, as you know, my working with Curtis and us being really good friends, I've come to really understand that it's not people in marginalized community jobs to teach everybody else. And yeah, so so for me, that includes um, different romantic lifestyles. Um, I can't mm-hmm. imagine you working eight hours and coming on here and feeding us definitions. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> like, did, you, you, bitch, did you look? Did you look? I would, I would say, listen, so pull up that, pull up your uh, whatever browser of choice that you use. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the show notes, I said, like, oh, thank God. She's done, like, she's done some homework I don't have to go into. Like some things I had to explain, like OPP, because that's sort of a... Um, Sort of a black polyamorous term. White people okay. tend not to use that term. I don't know what they call it, but that's what we call it. Um, but yeah, but I, I really do appreciate it. I told you, I was like, good, this is great. Like, I don't have yeah, to. Yeah, that's why I was like, let me send the notes out because if something is not enough, you know, I know that you'll be like, okay, this is a good start. Look up yeah. this stuff, though. Yeah. And yeah. then resend it back to me, and then we can go from there. So when I was looking at these definitions and realizing, you know, how much I didn't know. Um, it was to me, I felt like I got a good jump on 
just wanted to have a better understanding, even if not, we're not actively looking to be non-monogamous, but I want to be able to understand people who are not living like us. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be weird, like because people get weird, right? Like uh, they do. Polyamory. So what that told, mean? Oh, the first ooh. thing. The first question is threesomes. I swear, no matter who it is, <laughs> the first question they ask you about is threesomes. And I told him, I wish I was having many three as many threesomes as y'all think I am. Like, yeah, I wish I was having much sex. Girl, I still got lungs. I still got a kid. Somebody had a bad day. You got all kind of stuff. It's just like right. any other relationship where you have all of these things to juggle. People just think, you know, it's this buck wild orgy all the time. And I was like, child, ask any polyamorous person. They will tell you they wish their life was like that. It's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is why I was like, you know, I know I'm sure that gets weird and intrusive all the time. Right. When people don't either ask you, okay, what what do you mean when you say you're polyamorous? But they just jump right to, oh, so you be fucking fucking, huh? Yeah. Hey, what? Yeah. It's like, what? They do. Why do you, they, do you walk up to, also, you know, monogamous married couples? Like, yeah, y'all got, you got that living dick. Kind, I know I, you be fucking nightly. Like, what? Right. It's kind of like when people ask uh, lesbian couples, like, they feel like it's okay to ask them how their child was conceived. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cause I am a look, I am a polyamorous lesbian dom. If it's a cross section of lifestyles, I have I'm in it, right? So people ask me shit that's completely out of bounds, like all the time. And I remember my sister asked me when we before we had our son, she was asking me about conception. And I was like, mind your own vagina, fam. Like, what are what are you asking me that? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like we are too old to not really know how pregnancy works like fashion every the the woman has a uterus and she has ovaries and eggs and and the and the egg gets fertilized and she carries a baby like it's rude the same way it's rude where when you see a couple let's say you see a white couple and they have a baby that appears to be of asian descent and you say some shit like where you get your baby from (laughs) (laughs) they probably just picked it up though be like what the fuck is what (laughs) you know and people can like people really do think they have a right to be intrusive as hell (laughs) and and you have to sort of that's when you said like i said that go back to boundaries nah you don't get an answer to that question you don't get to peek into my life especially when i know you're not trying to peek into my life as a way to understand me you're trying to peek into my life on some old sensationalized crap right like no you don't get answers to that or to be judgmental and right and Put put your put all the brainwashing you've been through on me. I'm not gonna allow you to do that. Yeah. And the like the most the most important part of this for me is that I'm really sick of the stigmas that Black people have when it comes to sex and relationships. Like it is to it's the time. point where it's it's hurting us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no longer helping us. It's hurting men and women. Yeah. You got to find more than one way to be happy. You don't like it's this notion that if you're not doing X Y Z, your life is crap. Yeah. And it's yeah, just not absolutely. true. It's just not true. You know, you can, it's, as old folks say, it's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> and it's more than one way for, to be happy. People always say, would you be happy being mono? For me, no. Right? But I know some people who say, um, I like to date different people, but if I found somebody and they, we decided to close our relationship, I would be okay with that. Right? right. Mm-hmm. But that's right. still their choice. 
it's a, it's a difference between choosing to close your relationship. Because if you choose to close it, you can renegotiate and open it back up. Yeah. Versus saying, this is the way it must be done. And if it's not done this way, then it's wrong. Right. Right. So, which which uh, goes back to what you said earlier about having the option, having the choice, mm-hmm. the freedom, the autonomy to do it uh, versus actually doing it. But you have the choice. You yeah, have the you choice don't have to, to set, up, like, set up your love life how you see fit. Right. How you see fit. One of the people um, that I was dating before they started dating me, they hadn't dated anybody in a couple of years just because they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't feel like they had being polyamorous didn't mean they felt like they had to be dating someone they was like I ain't seen nobody I like so <laughs> right like it was just that simple like it was just that simple it wasn't like this huge need and I think sometimes polyamory takes away that need to feel like if I'm not partnered I'm somehow less than right mm-hmm. right you know I like what I sense. like and, and, and I, I determine if I'm going to engage or not I don't feel right. pressure to engage because somebody said I need to have somebody. I engage with people that I find interesting and people that I find attractive, right? And people that I think I may have something in common with. But I don't feel the need to have to do that. Right. I just, I don't have to. I don't, because like I said, I don't really think a lot of people are cool anyway. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Mike. He don't like a lot of people. He yeah, don't I just, bother I, with a lot of people. Yeah, I just. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit people averse sometimes. And so yeah. and it's nothing and it's not that I don't like them. I just I just largely find them unremarkable. And so <laughs> it, it takes a lot to sort of move my needle, you know? And if they don't, they don't. So Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like no no big deal going about your yeah. business. I, I think when it comes to other like lifestyles, especially like when it comes to relationships and, and different things, people who are not like in the life tend to overthink a lot of things like it's 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 different from you know a monogamous relationship but it's not really that much different right it's the 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 only major difference is is that it's more than two people yeah Yeah. the key like it's still a relationship it's still something that you have to keep up it's you know all these uh just intricacies that that come with relationships in general and they I don't know. It's just it's just weird how we how people to see something that we're not a part of. Yeah, like Mimi said, people try to sensationalize yeah, yeah. how yeah. they live their lives versus being realistic and saying, "Yeah, y'all have boundaries. Yeah, y'all yeah, have, to have to open do, communication." I'm looking at your notes. We're gonna talk about fluid bonded. That's one of the biggest boundaries. Yeah, yeah. I right? I put an article um, in the show notes, and it's like seven poly terms people should know if they really wouldn't understand mm-hmm. um and we've cu- covered some of them ethical non-monogamy polyamory um <laughs> but fluid bonding was a big one um yeah yeah because listen everybody know in this day and age the safest sex is no sex and we already know that's not happening in polyamory right so because <laughs> we know that's not happening fluid bonding is not that's something that has to be negotiated because let's say I have a partner who is choosing to fluid bond with someone else. That's I'm not just worried about protecting me. I'm worried about protecting whoever else I may be having sex with. Yeah. Right. So for me, fluid bonding is the more partners you have, the harder that line may be. Yeah. And it may be that 
a person says, well, if you flew a bomb with them, I'm not, you can't ever flew a bomb with me. Mm. Right? Yeah. I don't flew a bomb. I just don't. And so anyone who dates me, like, you, that's a conversation. You got, you can't just be out here doing whatever, right? Because so, j- just like with any other type of sexual behavior, the more partners you have, the greater the risk are. Just yeah. from a numeric standpoint, it's not about thinking somebody's reckless, thinking somebody's nasty, or, or any of that. It's not yeah, any of those emotional things we attach to it. It's just a straight up numbers game. The yeah, more it's people a you're having, and yeah. it's just a people. A lot of people are very afraid of knowing their status, knowing what's going on with their health, and not just sexual health. A lot of people don't go to the doctor. Period. General, yeah. Listen, so, I keep my stats on my phone. My doctor has a wonderful portal. <laughs> and at any point, if you want to know my status, I'm not one of those people who take that shit personal. Yeah. When I don't, was the last time you got tested? Oh, well, actually, you know, I haven't had a new partner in nine months, so I haven't been tested. Let me go do that shit real quick. Like that's how I feel. We, right. we so that we all, we, so we all can know. Like didn't we, we do that when we started that. dating? Yeah, we yeah. started dating. I was like, yeah. okay, let's get. If 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 we're gonna be exclusively having sex, just me and you, still. Yeah. I want to know your status, and you can know mine. And, the and if somebody bumps is, at it, I, don't yeah. look, I ain't, I ain't talking to you. Yeah, it was yeah, a simple. Yeah, it was a simple. Like, it was a simple. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. we can mm-hmm. do that. For someone you know, okay. to, to react negatively to that question, it makes you think like, well, I'm know, absolutely positive. Must be something up. Yeah, it must be something up. Yeah, it may not even be that it's something up. It's just that you're taking something that is not necessarily an emotional issue. And making it emotional. And making it yeah. emotional. And it's and the crazy part is, I don't know that a lot a lot of people don't like to admit it, but I, I found this out when I was pregnant. Uh, they test you out the ass when you're pregnant. They mm-hmm. test you for everything sexual, non-sexual. They have to they have to confirm your blood type. They yep. confirm. Um, they confirm. You know, I I always knew that I had the sickle cell trait, but they had to go in and reconfirm it. Yeah. They had, you know, Mike had to get tested to confirm whether he had the trait or not, because then that posed yes. a great risk for for London possibly being right. born with sickle cell and this right. and the third. And when her little ass was born, they tested her after Wazoo because she has the sickle they cell trait too. Listen, so, to, like you said. It's not an Same. emotional thing. It's not an emotional thing. It's not you just emotional. Need to know it's health. Yeah. It's health. It's the it's equivalent health. of you got a cold. Go take something. Like mm. that's how I look at it. If they, well, when last time you been tested? Mm, okay, it's been a minute. Let me go do it. it, it or I'll say, well, I was tested three months ago. And I'm the type of person who said I was tested three months ago. If you want me to go test again, if that's not recent enough for you, I feel my way about that. I will go and do right. it. Like I, 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 I'm. If you, to me, entering in, if you say you want to have a certain type of life, then you're subjecting yourself to certain things. Yes. And that is, you can't be pers- you can't be in your feelings about getting tested. Yes. You just, you, it's not, this is not about trust. But you don't trust me? No, motherfucker, I don't. I don't trust, <laughs> I don't know. Like, and if somebody asked me that, that would be my response most of the time. No, I don't. And the, and the big thing for me is <laughs> you don't trust me. It's not about trusting you. I just know how I know how STDs work. Right. It's a whole lot of folks who trust their husband. <laughs> right. Like it's right. That's, that's just it. I don't take that personally. I, I I do what you know. Whatever person asks if they want me to get tested, if you know, because I like I said, I test pretty regularly. But if it's been too long, you know, or whatever, I don't have no problem being retested. But I also know now fluid bonding. Like I said, I don't personally fluid bond. Yeah. If but I do 
date um, when all of the people, all of my female partners are bisexual. So they may date people and I tell them, are you fluid body? Are you not? Or it may be a situation where they say, well, we do this protection, but we are trying to get pregnant Mm -hmm. or something like that. Right. So maybe during that time, she and I take different precautions. Yeah. But it's something you have to talk about. You can't be squeamish and avoid it. So, yeah, fluid bonding, that's a that's a big boundary. And, and you would think that it would be something that was relatively simple, but for a lot of people, and men, men, I'm going to be real with you, men are the ones who get in their feelings about it more often. Yeah, because a lot of What men, you trying to say? <laughs> a lot of men like having unprotected protected sex. sex. And it's, it fine. doesn't make you a bad person. But it yeah. also doesn't mean I don't have the right to uh, require you to wear protection and get tested regularly if we're going to be messing around. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's one of those things where you can like it, but you also have to be realistic about what that means for you. It puts yeah. you at a greater risk. Flat out. It just does. Yeah. It just so, does. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you just got to go and go to your doctor and get tested and call it today. Yeah. So uh, I rem- I know you you touched on like how jealousy people are, ah, I'll be too jealous. And so the definition compersion, which is the opposite of jealousy, and it's just feeling joy, experience, knowing that your partner has a, is happy about. It is not widespread like people try to act. They be lying. Yeah. yeah. I'm just telling you the truth. It's one thing to, I don't strive for compersion. I strive for neutral. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to fake joy. Now, have I have compulsive moments? Absolutely, right? Where I'm, I'm so happy that my partner is happy. Or th- sometimes your partner, something happens with your partner and someone they're dating that their happiness is infectious, right? And yeah. so then you feel that compulsive feeling. But when people say, people say stupid shit like, if you're not compulsive, you're not poly. Compulsion is not required to be poly, right? It's about autonomy. It's unrealistic. Because I mean, here's the thing: we're gonna always be happy, fam. (laughs) You're not gonna always be happy, and like I feel like I agree with you. Neutrality should be the goal. Like, you got another partner, uh, and you like that partner, and that's good. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got for you. Like, (laughs) I'm not about to. I'm not baking cookies when you bring your new girlfriend or boyfriend home, and. but that still don't mean I'm happy. But I mean, I look, I yeah. make real friends. Anybody who asks for them, I'm from Memphis, right? I make some real right? I'll buy the people. I'm not going to be like jumping up and down. Now, I will say that my boyfriend is the king of compersion, and I don't know where he got that gene from. But he actually be like, oh, they so, y'all look so cute over there. Like, he literally is like that, right? But yeah. that ain't most people. That is yeah, not, that's, most that's people. not most people. And it doesn't mean you aren't happy or you have negative feelings it just means like okay it is what it is this is our lifestyle i fully expect that you may find somebody else that you like and want to bring into the fold because you like them okay 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 like right great like you happy they make you happy okay you're gonna be gone tuesdays right okay like it's just kind of (laughs) i think i think conversion is sort of like this weird holy grail that people think you're supposed to aspire to and I just think it's one of those things where if it happens great but it's not required Mm. Um, and I don't even think it's the opposite of jealousy per se 
Um, yeah. Because jealousy for me, whenever I get, whenever I personally get jealous, I ask myself, is it that they're doing something with them that you want to be doing that they're not doing with you, or are you just in your feelings, right? Because yeah. let's say all of a sudden your boyfriend is taking this girl out for sushi all the time, but you know you don't like sushi. Why are you jealous? <laughs> You're just in your feelings about them dating. Now, if you've been asking him to take you to the ballet for two years, and all of a sudden he missed the ballet with the new crowd, now that's a problem, right? Yeah. That's something else. But often I find that when I'm feeling jealous, it's because I haven't been spending enough time with that person mm. for whatever reason. So it's, about, it's more so about what I'm not getting than what they're doing with the other person. Right. So you have to say, you know, okay, well, maybe I should ask for more time. Because this is another big thing that happens in polyamory. You can't assume that the person, like in monogamy, you assume that person's free time is available to you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is which is problematic too. If we it is problematic, honest. but you do. It. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's, you it's do just it. from the nature of the beast, right? Because yeah. they ain't they nobody else. So if they free, they free to be with me, right? Okay, great. Right. Yeah. But in polyamory, you don't you don't have that that assumption. Yeah. Okay. Me being free on Wednesday doesn't mean I automatically have time for that person. I may be. Deciding, you know, sometimes that's why I said we do time tree. You got to get in your slot, right? Because <laughs> this slot might get filled up with somebody doing something else. And so nobody's required to sort of. The only thing I check in about is childcare. Right. I don't say, well, on Wednesday, I want to go with X person. Is that okay with everyone? It's more so like on Wednesday, you know, I have plans to go to dinner. What's the what's the Eli play? Right, right. Because there's not an or if somebody says, um, I see that you have a date this day. Such and such has something for work. I know I normal you know you normally take them to blah blah blah. How are we gonna work that out? Like it's more so a lot of our scheduling is childcare, unless it's like around birthdays, and then we try to coordinate and stuff like that, right? But if it's just regular old days, then if you want a time with somebody, you have to huh? seek it. Right. So, um, but I think that's a that's a different kind of. I think sometimes jealousy comes in in that place because there's this expectation that if someone is free, then that time is for you, and um, that's just not the case. Right. Also, when I looked this up, I looked up like some myths that people have about polyamorous relationships, mm-hmm. and what's funny is. This has been such a good conversation that you've gone through some of those myths, such as right at the beginning of the conversation where you were like, it didn't start out that my wife's husband was my boyfriend. Oh, it God. took time to get to that. Busting out one of the I myths that listen. you share all partners. No, you don't I share took all partners. My goal star, I took my gold star status very seriously. I hadn't dated a man before I dated him. Oh, Not seriously. Okay. Gotcha. So when I say I wasn't, I wasn't looking, I wasn't checking for him. I truly was not checking for him, like at all. Because sometimes people think, well, you know, you probably kind of like both of them. You just started dating her first, no, fam, like for real. (laughs) (laughs) I was not checking for him at all, and so that happened over time. And it's kind of like it says, I'm looking at that mirror. Men, if you go into polyamorous like circles and stuff like that, it's mainly led by women. Women are often the largest voices in the room when it comes to polyamory. Women are often the ones who have multiple partners. 
a lot of times a man has his wife and maybe one girlfriend. His wife got three girlfriends, two boyfriends, like, <laughs> right? The wife is the one. A lot of times women are often the ones who have multiple connections in a way that men don't. Um, and I find that a lot of times when men are sort of, if you're pushing for an open relationship, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. No matter if you're pushing for it. If you're saying, well, it's something I want us to consider, how do you feel about it? That's something else. Right. If you find, like, well, my wife told me she wanted to look into this, and so I'm kind of, like, doing it with her, and you kind of, like, poor mouth and dragging yourself into polyamory, right? <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't do it, bro. Just tell your wife you ain't for that. And if she want to be for that, then, you know, you drop some paperwork and figure out what we're going to do with ourselves. But, like, don't let anybody talk you into doing something that you're not comfortable with just because you're in a relationship yeah absolutely and one of the things and it it's, it sounds harsh when i say it and mike and i have this conversation a lot but i always tell him if we ever get to a fork in the road where we just want completely different things from each other and from life we have to go our separate ways and, and so we that's crazy. We, we have to be honest with each other that there is life after us. Like, yeah. if we were to not be together, God forbid, one of us passed away or something, or we just not happy together, or we just want different things, there's life after us as a couple. I don't, yeah. I don't understand why people don't think you change over time, right? Yeah. Over yeah. T- like the person, this is another reason I, I'm not a personal proponent of monogamy. You telling me that a decision I made at 25, 26, 27 is the same shit I got to adhere to at 50? Yeah. I'm not the same person. That's like saying a job you have at 25, no matter what happened, you still got to work there at 50. Come on. I'm not the yeah. same person. This job may no longer be serving me. I may not be getting paid enough. I may have decided I want to do something else. Right? And this whole notion that once you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship forever or it was a failure. Yeah, that too. I, I feel like I feel like non-monogamy challenges everything you thought you knew about love and relationships. It does. And people, people in general, especially adults, hate being challenged. They hate like, they having like their they hate no. having their beliefs challenged. Right, especially they, their beliefs. They hate having what they've been raised to believe challenged. They hate it's because easy. if you. Yeah, because if you challenge what they believe, that means you challenging what they mama or grandmama believe too. Like they really, like you said, something that is not emotional and not personal, they they make it personal. Everything that's passed down ain't good. At all. Mm-hmm. You know, people put raisins in their macaroni and cheese because their grandmama did. That don't mean that shit ain't nasty. Right? You should just because some- for that. I'm just saying, people think just because somebody did it that way before them, yeah, best practices. Yeah, you go, you at work, you got a best practice. Okay, I, we used to do it this way all the time, but I found a more efficient way to do it. Right. And yeah, they're going to say, well, that's the way we all did it, even though it may save us millions of dollars. We're not going to do it that way no more. No, or, you're yeah. going to do it. And, the and best that's way the crazy part. Yeah. You saying that is funny because I've seen at work over years how our standards and practices have changed. Mm -hmm. Like they will, they will toss out a method of best practice in a minute for something more substantial can be more proven yields, better results, better numbers and this, that, and so on. I use that example because you're an engineer and I knew you were good. Yeah. 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 
and the same concept, you just right? see and so, it and and the and the the part that um that I really didn't like like I said I've been in some adult Facebook groups and then a poly group and it wasn't I don't think the people that started the group really even had a good grasp on consensual non-monogamy mm-hmm. um they were coming more from the sexual aspect and then when people would bring up the romantic aspect they would get agitated like well it, poly means it could cover all of that stuff and people were like nah. no 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 that's no. that's, that's not what thing. that means they really that's, do mean things yeah. <laughs> they mean things and yeah. so the the notion that y'all are not serious or committed to each other. I don't like that. Cause just yeah. listening to you and you being open enough with us about how your life works with your partners, y'all all are serious about each other. Nobody is just a toy to anybody. No, nobody's a toy. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's like, a toy. Are, these are my partners. These are people I think about when I'm making decisions. These are think people I check on regularly. These are people when they hurt, I hurt because I care about them and love them. Like, it's real ass relationships. It's just more than one. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so I think sometimes people think it will get to this other myth where that means it's only one real relationship. Right? That yeah, ain't true. Yeah. Like, it's like there's a real relationship and then this other stuff is just for play play. And it's not like that. When I tell people I have a wife and they're like, well, she has a husband. Well, we're not legally married just because America is stupid, right? But yeah, right. That's who I share a home with. It's who I share a child with. It's who I share finances with, right? That's my wife. And so when I say that's my wife or when I say that's my girlfriend, I don't mean somebody I kind of have sex with sometimes. It means a person that when they're sick, yes, I need to go to the store and get them stuff. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, also, like, every every relationship, every bond is a real one because y'all are parenting together. Right. Don't yeah. tell me what's not real when we entrust the safety of our child to each other. My child will tell you in a minute. I have four parents. We had to do his first little project for pre-K. And we had to do a family tree, and that bitch was huge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just was because he has four parents. Right. right. And, yeah. and I tell people all the time. This notion of real versus fake relationships. If I have another person that I don't parent with, that doesn't make that relationship yeah. any less real. It's right. just different. Yeah. It's yeah. just different. Because everybody, every relationship doesn't have to be the same thing. Some people have what, what is called comments, right? And a yeah. comment is like a person who y'all are cool, y'all talk every now and then, but when y'all see each other maybe four or five times a year, you spend quality time together. Yeah, that doesn't mean that relationship isn't yeah, real. Because you said you're dating one person long distance. Well, of yeah, that person can't parent. Right. Yeah. Parenting well, is, and, and is she in might the not flesh in and now. Children, bro. Like some yeah. people do not want to deal with all that. They are perfectly fine being the cool auntie or the cool friend. Your mama cool friend, right? They may not yeah. want the responsibility of parenting. And I tell people all the time, they don't want the responsibility of parenting. You don't give it to them. Like absolutely, right. you don't force it on them. You don't force it on them, but that doesn't mean our relationship. And that doesn't mean they don't adore your child, but parenting, parenting is some, parenting is real. Okay. It's it's some stuff, (laughs) you know, and I was about to say the other word, but but parenting is some stuff. And if somebody is not interested in that responsibility, 
that doesn't mean that they don't adore your child. They don't adore yeah. you. They right. they just they mm-hmm. like you said they're fine with being able to spend that quality time with you though several times a year, and they you know probably always say you know how are you how's you know how's the kid like how's, you know I had a person I used to date uh, before we're no longer together, but we were out of town and we were getting back late, and she was like I'll go pick him up from daycare. Was she a parental per- person in his life? No, but. We need some. She she doesn't. She asked about him all the time. She checked on him all the time. He knew who she was, and I was just calling to say, "Hey, she's coming to get him. We're running behind. It's okay." But this doesn't mean she was a parental unit in his life. But that also doesn't mean she had like an ex. Like, please get him away from me. Like, it's levels right. to everything. You know, yeah. it's levels to everything. And so I think sometimes we want to try to put people in these boxes of who they have to be, rather than just saying what works for us and going with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe that. And one of the other thing is, it's just a phase. Please stop just the phasing people. <laughs> oh shit, it's not just the phase. And people even do that in monogamous situations when they don't like the person that somebody is dating. Oh, she just in a. That's just a phase. They ain't gonna be together long. Mind your business. And here's the thing: they may not. But this, I have a big thing of this concept of if somebody ain't together forever, then it was a, a waste. You wasted time on them, or um, it wasn't a successful relationship. A successful relationship doesn't mean it doesn't end, right? You can have you can have a successful tenure at a job and take another job. It doesn't mean that job was wasted time. You learned all kind of shit at that job. Daddy, yeah, right. You learned all kind of things about yourself. You may have learned new skills. You may have made connections for things that come later in your life. Time with people is time with people. And whatever you gain from it, you gain what from you it. What you gain from it. It's just yeah. what it is. And this notion, we try to like, everything ain't got to be the main event. Everything ain't got to be like this. If this don't work, then everything is crappy. You should go back, run back to monogamy. That's another thing people like to do, right? Where they have a bad relationship. And then they run back to monogamy. And I always tell them, how many raggedy partners did you have before you married this one? <laughs> did you give up? I think that the notion of forever is too, too much pressure on anybody. It it's, uh, it's one day at a time for us. Oh, folks, you just ain't got to do nothing but stay black and die. And they mean it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every day is one day at a time. We feel different every day when we wake up. We different levels of happy, different levels of sad. God forbid if you deal with it, different levels of depression, different levels of finances. Listen, last year I had, and I'll be completely transparent. Last year I had a terrible year. I had one, two, three, five relatives die before June first. One of which was my mother, who had been in a coma for a very long time. Right. and I was, yeah, I was a mess. I could listen. I was told I could, I, I couldn't function. I couldn't concentrate. Literally, it felt like every time I answered the phone, it was bad news. Yeah. So I just stopped answering the phone. Yeah. Like you would have to leave me a message or text me as to what it was you wanted, because I just did not answer the phone. Yeah. Right. And and Polly doesn't fix life. Right, no. I still had to try to figure that out. We still had, to, I, I couldn't work for a little while. Like it was all kind of stuff you have to figure out. And and if it was a sexual free for all, I wouldn't have had any support through that. But I had amazing support through that. Yeah, and yeah, that's and I, and I know difference. how important your mom was just from over like us <laughs> over the years of following you and every. My mama was my my. Listen, my mama was my girl, right? And that was real. Yeah. 
And yeah. even even with that, even even though I wasn't, it wasn't a situation where I was like, she's gone too soon. Because my mother had been very transparent with us about her health struggles. And my mother was very spiritual. And she was just like, when, when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. She was very much, it wasn't like, um, it didn't feel like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Yeah, it, just it, it, was a, it just was still painful you yeah, know even when you prepare for the worst when the worst right. comes it's it still, still it's heavy yeah yeah and it's still it's a heavy. lot a lot to get used and to and then like she they were called part of it they called her they were calling her to tell her that my uncle died and she didn't answer the phone so it was just like and then after that another uncle died and then my another aunt died it was just too much Right, yeah. and yeah. If, if I was just if I was dealing in these sexual free for alls those people ain't gonna be there to help me no, they're right. gonna be trying to get you to sex your way through it. Or they trying to get sex with somebody else because I'm sad and bringing them down. Yeah. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying like yeah. it's, it's a different type. And going through something like that really shows you the difference between having a, you know, relating in an emotional relationship versus just being out here fucking. And like I said, it's it, you know, if that's what you want to do, if you just out here, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. Just don't try to say it's something that is not. Right. right. Yeah. 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 And then that last myth about if if two people decide that they do want to explore polyamory, it's because they're unhappy and one person's trying to replace the other person or this, that, and the third. That doesn't work. And stop. What was the first thing I said to ask yourself? (laughs) Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why do you just lead him? (laughs) Right? Is that the answer? Is it that I'm just not happy with them? Because adding some, you know, quote, and I don't even like the term adding someone, right? Because I'm yeah. a big that every relationship stands on its own. Yeah. And if you're polyamorous with, um, with the notion that you're adding someone to something existing, that that doesn't work. We're not an additive. You're creating something new with someone else. Right. And so, um, if what you're trying to do is kind of get feel better because your current relationship is crap. You just need to get rid of your current relationship then you feel better. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's yeah. not about it's not you about dating. Two hundred pounds. You go you go <laughs> or gain two if you keep them. Like just yeah. like just, you know, just um but yeah, you're not I don't believe in replacing anybody, you know. And I I grew up in a church like a lot of people and what's for you is for you. Mm-hmm. And me dating someone else isn't me saying um, I'm trying to replace them. And it may be everybody, every person you date has a different skill set, right? They have yeah. a different and they bring to the table. And you may want something else. That's not to say that what you have with that person is somehow deficient. Because I don't want you trying to create shit you ain't got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So for <laughs> instance, I'm a super affectionate person physically, right? I'm touchy feely. Like if, if if I'm dating you, Nine times out of ten, if you're not touching on me, hugging me, rubbing on me, or something, I'm I'm feeling away because I that's my love language, right? Right. Every part, but I'm not gonna say, okay, well, this partner doesn't do that, so throw them out, even though they may do twelve other things that I do like. Right. 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 So I may just date somebody who does do that. That's not me replacing the first person. That's just me saying I can get my needs met from multiple people. That's the whole concept of not trying to be someone's everything. Yeah. So you're not. Yeah, you, you, you might need a podcast. Oh, I don't. You can't replace people. <laughs> I don't like talking to people that much. You can't replace people anyway, right? Because yeah. people aren't interchangeable parts like that. Right. So, yeah, you ain't trying to. Re- 
I think it's a big myth that you're trying to replace them because replacing means getting rid of them at first, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you ain't and getting you rid of them, you could have did that without entering into another relationship. Because yeah. 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 to replace means to get rid of the first one. Mm-hmm. So, if, so if they're still there, obviously you're not trying to replace them. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that that notion comes from that that a person is supposed to be your everything. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing anything else, then they must be failing, and that's just hogwash (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's i don't know this this was an amazing conversation yeah well one like i said i knew it would be because i listened to the episode with when you were on mama meets world and i didn't expect anything less um but you you gave mike and i a lot of great stuff to to even just to have you know, just to be so that we Mike are. Mike said I got bars. I'm gonna give me a shirt. Yes, listen. Bars. Yes, listen. <laughs> because you you drop some gems that people need to hear. Yeah, like, like this. Said, this is the episode that to people get need to, this to hear. Point. I don't want anybody to think that you go into polyamory knowing this shit though. For real, right, like right. you have you have to, you take your lumps. You have to, you know, learn and study and and like I said, be incredibly introspective. And that's the biggest hurdle, I think. People don't like to be introspective. They just, they just don't. They like to think they know everything, and you don't. <laughs> you just don't. Even with all I know now, I still make mistakes. I still mess up. You know, I still like. Well, I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry, I came from. You know, whatever it may be. You know, and I tell people because one thing that I'm gonna say, one concept that we didn't talk about that's important. That's the hardest thing I found for poly people to deal with. It's something called new NRE, which is new relationship energy, right? Yeah. So think about when you first start dating somebody, you at their house all the time. You want to be up under them all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. you yeah. just want to Netflix and chill. You just want to be with them. That doesn't go away because you're polyamorous. Right. Right? And it's yeah. very difficult to witness that. Even if you're happy for it. But like most things, it does tend to settle, right? But you have to be cognizant as the person who's in the NRE to not make your other partners feel neglected. Right. And it doesn't mean that you got to like do things you don't necessarily want to do. But like my, like my girlfriend said, if you want a loving relationship, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are certain things you have to do. And NRE, I didn't see NRE kill many a relationship. Just because a person is not being cognitive of their other partners or the other partners are, like I said, all of a sudden you want sushi. You never cared about sushi. Right. Things like that. And so that that NRE stuff is it can be a monster. And that's the I think for me, that was one of the hardest things to navigate, both being in it and bearing witness to it when my partner was dating someone new. And I think people think because you poly, you don't go through that. You still go through that. New energy is new energy. Yeah. Period. It's new. It's exciting. It's new. It's It's exciting. You don't know anything about them. You always got a million things to talk about because you don't know them. Right. (laughs) Right? Versus the person you've been with for six years, you can look at their face and tell exactly what's wrong because you know them. So you don't have conversations the same way. You know their favorite color, their favorite flower, their favorite food, what they're going to do at Wednesday at 6 p.m. because it's what they do all the time, right? Like, so the conversations are different. And a lot of times when you're living life with someone, those conversations tend to be harder, right? Because you're trying to figure out uh, what school you're going to put the baby in or 
we need to start paying this bill or whatever it is you want to do. So those conversations aren't fun and light. <laughs> right. You know what? That reminds me of like when people talk about why when somebody che- when somebody uh cheats, it's a mm-hmm. uh, it's so new and exciting. Mm-hmm. Because you don't yeah. have to have the serious conversations. Right. No, right? It's, it's, fun. A, it's you're having sex, you're going out to dinner, you're cracking right. jokes, then you're going home and having the serious conversations with the person that you pay bills with, live with, raise yeah. kids with, make big decisions with. Right. They get all, it's you, like being all the heavy sh- Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you have to yeah. realize that, and as the, I had to realize that that is the hardest thing for me was to try not to kill that joy for my part. Right, mm. because you do want them to experience that. Because but it then is they, part. Then they have but, to be still grounded in what is right. It's going a hard on outside of that. It's a lot balance. of balance. Mm, yeah. It's a hard. It's the hardest balance I think personally that I've experienced. It is a hard balance because you don't want to be like you know you polyamorous, so you know the chances of them having a new connection are high, right? And you don't want to be the killjoy, but you do be in your feelings, mm. right? Like it's just it's just a reality. You just not that you're not going to have the feeling. It's just how you go about handling it. And so maybe what you say is, I'm so happy for you that you have a new relationship. Can we spend a little more time together? Do you want to do something Friday? Mm-hmm. You know, or something like that, rather than be like, every time you come home from blah blah blah, you just be skinning and grinning. Like instead of that, <laughs> 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 uh, you just happy as hell whenever you leave that girl house. Like you know, instead of doing that kind of thing. Right? right, right. Try to like spend time with them and the person who's in it because I've been the person who's in it. Right? You you get lost in it and you have to say, okay, um, I've been on the phone with this person for three hours. Well, maybe I should get off this phone, like you know, like or whatever it may be, because it, like I said, it is new. It's exciting. You have so much to talk about because you don't know them, you know. Right. And so, um, that's that being whimsical because eventually, like I said, that settles. You've gone, you go through that pretty much with all of your partners. And so making sure you, it's hard to stay balanced, but and you're not going to always be great at it. I'm still not great at it. I'm not going to lie. I try to be better at it. Right. But <clears throat> it's one of the, the hardest balances. And I think it's something people don't think about in polyamory until they're in it. And they like, Oh Lord, what do I do now? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's okay. We just use the notes as a guide, but some some it's some stuff that, like you said, a lot of stuff people can Google if they want to start to learn and be able to be relate and more understanding and less just weird in general about it's so weird. Man. Yeah, but then there's stuff that. That you can't Google. You have to hear it from somebody that is in that in that lifestyle, yeah. you know. Because I would have never, I would have never thought of that. But it makes absolute sense. I didn't think of like until I was said, in it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, cause, <laughs> like, because, like you, you said, know? in monogamous relationships, the assumption is that we spend our free time together. Yeah. Yep. And your, you know your friends be like, girl, you know she got a new man. She be over that Buddha. Yeah, like, you know. But <laughs> yes. that's friend says it versus your partner. Like you ain't at home. Like what you what you doing? You know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a very yeah. different. Everybody understands the construct. They don't understand how it affects you differently in polyamory because that's somebody you're dating versus a friend of yours who's just kind of going ghost. Right. Yeah. All the little nuances and, and yeah. different aspects of all the relationships and how they combine to each other. I think that's one of the most interesting things about this, just this conversation, is to kind of see. You know, and, and we're just talking about your experiences, and I know that there are so many other experiences oh, out there. A bunch of, so. my, my experience is sort of uncommon because I didn't come into it married and then open up. That's the most right. common experience. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, that is. And so before we, before we go... Do you do you want people to follow you on Twitter? Do you they, they can follow me on Twitter? That's the only place I talk to people. Okay, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, remember like when I, I on free things? She's like, "What about Facebook?" I was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, like we we have we have a not so newlywed Facebook page, but in terms of interacting with people. Um, yeah, on just, personal just Facebook, so. I just I just don't. It's and it's yeah. nothing personal, but it's just. My family is there, you know, I, I post my kid there and right. you know, if you notice, I don't really post London on Twitter that much anymore. It's, I you know, post, I will post Eli and I generally, I generally will make him my, um, Abby and then I'll take it right down. Yeah. Or I'll show something like, like on special down. occasions and yeah, then I'll like, still you know, go back. Day of school, Halloween, yeah. but not just, yeah, basis. not just all day, every day anymore. You know, and even when I post, I'll go back and delete it and leave yeah, it for Facebook yeah, or Instagram. <laughs> but so I'm going to make sure I I got your Twitter in the show notes. Um, I got more than two in the show notes. You don't like talking to people, but somehow, some way, what you have said to, like, what we have discussed has been so eye-opening. Like, you need something. You need a blog or something. I know you're busy. I know you're busy, and it's and it's not your, it's not your job to teach people. But you had so much great information to share and i think if people follow you on twitter while that's not your sole purpose for tweeting um but you I mean, share it when you feel like it and when yeah, people ask you questions, questions without being weird yeah. or intrusive um you're willing and open to have the conversations yeah just so, like you know stuff like how my son was conceived there's no crazy uh, stuff yeah, you, get blocked. you get blocked for that but like i said I'm the type of person too, and I'm the type of person. If you, if I get like a, a similar question over and over, I'll retweet it and say it on top, so then you can see it. Yeah, you don't have to ask. Yeah. You don't never. I tell people all the time, y'all need to use that when people ask y'all the same question seventy five times instead of getting frustrated, <laughs> right? Yeah, pin it. Pin it, pin it, retweet it, put it on top. That's the yeah. answer. They can search to their heart's desire. You don't have to answer everything that comes through your, you know, your feed. But yeah, but yeah. people can contact me on Twitter. And when I say I don't talk to people, I mean I just I'm not a huge talker that's going to talk all day every day. But I mean I'm I'm generally open to answering questions because I don't want people out here floating around not knowing what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. So T Beanie ninety seven, the letter yeah. T B E A N I E the number nine and seven. Because people get weird. They be like, do you spell it out? No. no. I've had that same handle since like 2009. <laughs> I think I'm one of the few people who have not switched their handle. No, you haven't. You haven't. And that's why it's always easy to come back and follow you or whatever. If somebody come off hiatus or their account gets suspended or whatever. I don't, you know how to. I was I'm not popular enough to be switching it where I don't need people to find me and all that kind of crazy. So. And um, thank you, Shanae. Thank you, boyfriend. Thank you to your other girlfriend because uh you didn't have to do this and 
Eli's is not, you know, not there. And I know they want your time and everything. So thank they you. They anniversary drunk. <laughs> have a good old time. So it worked out. It worked out. I, uh, everybody's doing good. And so, knowing my boyfriend, he up there watching, uh, actually watching anime. So <laughs> see. <laughs> Uh, and be sure, um, like, uh, be sure to to hit Mike if y'all want anime recommendations, because it's, it's very stuff. it's very little he has not watched. Uh, if I could be honest, and that's not me being funny. He just it's his thing, and I love that it's his hey. thing. Um, but if you if you want some recommendations, and he gonna get you in any genre. Oh, you want some sports anime? Oh, you want some cooking anime? <laughs> oh, you just like to see, you just like to see niggas fight for no reason. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's my anime. Oh, you I like to see oh, you fight. Oh, you want the underdog? <laughs> oh, I got you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm uh, make sure he follows you as well. And um, again, thank you for doing this. This uh, before we go, if you're not, please make sure you are subscribed to just everything that we do honestly everybody (laughs) subscribe to to the patreon if you haven't it's something on there if you want it if you want a little feisty t-shirt uh (laughs) (laughs) go check that out we have t-shirts sweatshirts mugs totes all of that stuff and just just continue to listen the best way to support us is to just listen to us give us honest feedback honest criticism if you have show ideas if you have guest ideas give that to us because that means a lot for the growth of our show. And as usual, we thank you guys for listening. We thank Beanie for being on. Definitely. And we will see you guys back in two weeks. Bye.